0: Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts.
1: Welcome to The Deep Dive. Andy, it's Monday. We have three divisions left. We have saved the three best for last.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty pumped about all these. Um what are we gonna Get do first? Let's do time. NFC. No AFC AFC North. Um this is a weird one. So there's I went back and looked at this because there were two of these. Because I'm like, maybe is this the only one? So how how we do these both is obviously anybody's following along. We uh we do the first two teams on Monday, the second two teams on Wednesday based on, you know, who is projected to win the most games or who's projected to win the division. And for the most part, it's follows a similar path to last year. There's a little jockeying shuffling. There's only two divisions where we're going to talk about last year's division champs on Monday. The other one, I'll I'll let you guess a few. I mean, we haven't done it yet, so there's not a lot of guessing left. I'll just say it is. It is the Seahawks. They are third favorite at the consensus I put together. It's not like a big difference. They're not like third by a mile, but it's pretty tight. The top three there. So, but yeah, the Steelers today after not losing not losing a game for like three and a half months, they are our third favorite here in the AFC North, and obviously the Bengals are always going to be. If we'd been doing this podcast for. Five, six, seven, eight years—we'd have a lot of Bengals early. Although there was a stretch where this team was a, you know, a playoff team year after year. Marvin Lewis, Andy Dalton, go to the playoffs, lose a game, and there you go, back to yeah. back to next year. So we will. Yeah. we'll start with them. We'll get into my Steelers from last year. They were my Steelers until they weren't. Absolutely happy to turn heel on them eventually, but they were my team to start things out and the Bengals oh did we have a strong take before we get into this year's Bengals I think we were scared for Joe Burrow never feels good to get that kind of prediction right when no. he did get hurt because we knew it was like this is not a good offensive line I think you know we, we said we were a little worried about that because of the possibility for injury based on it was a bad offensive line I don't think what we saw coming was that they'd have him throw the ball like 40 times some games and maybe that's hyperbole off to go actually that feels like it might not be though there were a few games it's like all right guys you're not going to win the super bowl this year let's maybe not have him drop back this much
1: i think he yeah. had almost 60 pass attempts against the browns week 2 I, I was <laughs> like gonna say, was, there was one was that was, right was, out was out of the one game that was they were throwing the f, the f out of the ball
0: yeah Oh, yeah. He that's-
1: had 61 pass attempts in Week 2 against the Browns.
0: I like how I said 40-something. I felt like I'd gone too yeah, far, s- like I'd, I'd gone 61. into hyperbole count, and then it was 60. Okay, <laughs> no, I was right. I, I'm. That's that's asinine to ask your rookie to do that. Yeah. Um, that kind of speaks to the leadership. We'll get to the leadership of this team. And, yeah, it is, it is a new season. I don't have – Big, a big difference in expectations for this year. There are some exciting things about this team, for sure. Um, You know, we're excited about these receivers. We're excited about Burrow coming back. But the season win total is like one or a half higher. I think it's one full game higher than last year and we're playing an extra game you
1: mean you mean one full game one full game higher than last year's result as opposed to the expectations are one game higher right
0: i feel like what what is the one i'm looking at the win total now yeah i think last year was the 5.5 they won four they went under they've actually gone under their win total like half a dozen years in a row it's no matter how low you set the expectations for this team they're Continually surprising you with how stinky they can be, and yeah, <clears throat> why don't you lead that off? Talk about last year. You know, we said okay. we went in, we went into the season with some trepidation and some, but some excitement, and I think some of that excitement paid off. I loved some things we saw from Burrow, just despite the rest of the team around him.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were in a weird spot because we didn't really understand the identity of the offense, the identity of the head coach. It was sort of a leaderless group. Uh, they were the benefits beneficiaries of first overall pick in a year that had a, you know, a clear franchise quarterback at the top of the draft. So they couldn't really screw that up. Um, and it seemed like they were making some investments on the defensive side of the football, like they were going to be able to turn that around on the fly. Uh, But we acknowledged it was an extremely, extremely competitive division last year, and it's an extremely competitive division this year. And that's going to be continue to be the theme throughout the Joe Burrow tenure, if at least his early tenure, if I had to say so, because, you know, Ravens and the Browns ain't going anywhere. And the Steelers, despite, uh, you know, having an aged quarterback. Um, they still seem to be reasonably competently managed as far as a franchise goes, and their steward, you know, the, the of, their, of their team from a head coach at least has an identity. Whereas Bengals, we don't know that. Um, Zach Taylor enters year three, of course, but 2020 was a you know relatively low expectations for them uh I thought that early on in the season um they exceeded those expectations honestly um they had a chance to beat the Chargers week one they had a chance to beat the Browns week two uh they got a tie out of the Eagles week three and when we did the Eagles podcast we had a good old laugh about how the hell the Eagles could have tied these guys um but the Bengals played them tough they played them to you, a tie
0: you want to hear a fun stat about that game
1: <clears throat> yeah go ahead
0: well not only that I mean the Young team, tough to do. But, yeah, they, they could have won. that, should have won that game. They kicked two red zone field goals late. Of course. To extend the lead course. to seven. Eagles drive on them, score with, like, 30 seconds, minute left, force overtime, hilariously bad overtime. But, silver lining, the Bengals were on a 14-game road losing streak at that point. Snapped, oh. it. snapped, snapped it. Snapped it. Snapped
1: Didn't it. Lose. Didn't lose. Didn't lose. Yeah, anyone who um, watches Ted
0: Lasso, that was like a – the the tie streak or whatever didn't didn't lose yeah. at least so they, they snapped the so, road man, losing streak there 14 game right. road losing streak and yeah, that is a game they should have won there was a couple of these games like
1: you'll, oh, they, you'll they, beat to the, they beat the jaguars maybe. no really they beat the jaguars week four and you're thinking at that point like oh man like one two and one but pro- probably could be two and two maybe could be three and one if the ball had bounced their way against the chargers um and then the Ravens just pulled their pants down and were played you know <laughs> oh yeah you're the little brother we're the big brother, um but they bounced back again 400 yards of offense against the Colts uh, came within one score of beating the Colts a lot of one score losses <laughs> honestly I'm seeing a lot of one score losses here until you get after the bye week uh and after you know, oh shoot dude I forgot like, I think I laid the points with the Titans against them and they won outright 31 they won to that game All right. that was um. A-
0: they actually that Colts game, they were up 21 nothing they were up at half and i mean that Colts game was the only thing that kept them from sweeping the afc south which would would have been a weird stat to have i guess they wow. they really did wow. overperform wow. against the afc south i'm i don't think there's anything to well the afc south's not very yeah, good i think we know that yeah they were up three scores on the the Colts that was this was a team that was fun on the at road times, yeah on the road and then yeah. yes it was you know the injury what week 11 I know it was the football team game
1: it was the football team game yeah and I you know honestly the wheels were starting to fall off they had a little bit of attrition in terms of injury to their offensive line well an offensive line that we expected was going to be almost certainly bottom five heading into the season last year and almost certainly a reason that we were concerned about Joe Burrow at just an astronomical price to win Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, uh, was really born out of the concerns about the O-line, and it all manifests in a season-edging ACL. But there was more, right? Do you Do you recall the exact extent of that injury? Because it was kind of a nasty one.
0: Yeah, it looked bad. I remember in the moment we said... Like, hopefully this isn't one where it's like, hey, he has like all the ligaments, like every letter in the alphabet before the letter CL is torn. There's structural damage, there's cartilage missing, he's, you know, the, the bones ground against you, like you, you were just expecting the worst. That was a, yeah, that wasn't. A great day because i don't like it doesn't matter if i bet against the demorata team it sucks seeing young quarterbacks. because also last year we were kind of worried about that you were predicting old well, drew's farmers Almanac was predicting a quarterback drought <laughs> so i mean and really we, oh, we made this we, in in the league you were you were kind of predicting a, a long-term quarterback drought as some of these oh, quarterbacks was, aged yeah. out yeah, remember was, as we were yeah, saying
1: like, yeah. one you said if yeah.
0: some of these youngsters don't take the steps forward if they don't pan yeah, out. We right. didn't know Herbert was going to be good. We didn't know what Burrow was going to
1: be. We weren't I sure didn't think, At I that didn't point, think Josh, Josh Allen Josh was, Allen wasn't going to yeah. be a thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For Water sure. Water finds its push-
0: level. Nature finds guess, a away. So quarterback, yeah. the quarterback drought is officially canceled. But yeah. yeah, we were we were pretty worried about the youngster. It's good to see him, you know, recovering nicely. And I mean, was it was it in Ralshon? Was it on that shitty turf?
1: Uh, it was. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, but you know, I I don't want to focus too much on the injury. Let's go back, or or we'll we'll circle back on that. I want to go back to the good Joe Burrow game, which was even in a loss on Thursday Night Football against the Browns. Just watched every snap of that game. Bet against them at halftime, uh, lost, and uh, I mean, my major takeaways from that game against the Browns is Joe Burrow's a player. Like this guy is a player because he was doing some crazy things in that game. Like Zach Taylor was asking him behind a makeshift rickety a uh, terrible offensive line he was asking him to to run these long developing plays and and, and, and and you know this wasn't like we're gonna dink and dunk 61 pass attempts with a short a dot uh we're gonna matriculate the ball down the field type of short passing game that the Steelers were running effectively. Ironically, this was a, we're going to let the, we're going to get those guys downfield before you even target them. Uh, and you know, good luck and hang on for dear life. And he got hit a lot and it was scary and it was concerning. Um, but he was making very, very impressive throws over the course of that game. And his completion percentage wouldn't really speak to the fact that that was an incredible game from him. And the ultimate result of a loss wouldn't necessarily give you an indication that he had a great game, but, uh, there was a lot of really positive signs in there, and it's a shame we didn't get to see him uh, over the course of a full season because they had some games down the stretch where they went up against, uh, you know, some some teams with some softer defenses that they probably could have gotten, uh, you know, he could have gotten uh, a little bit more confidence, a little bit more experience, um, and some games against some tougher defenses that, uh, you know, I would have liked to see him, uh, you know, have another shot at the uh uh, he didn't get to play. You got to play the Steelers once. I would like to see him get a second shot at the Steelers. I would like to see him get a second shot at the Ravens. Um, you know, those are two two schemes that you'd like to get get develop some familiarity with. Uh, his receiving core wasn't great either. His uh, running backs didn't really do much to help him. Um, and you know, we only got to see him start ten games, so still a little bit of a work in progress. Uh, and overall, the season was a. I think it was a. It was a bad season. Uh, they won enough games to keep them out of the mix for the top three. The top three ended up being a very valuable pick because the Miami Dolphins were able to trade that away for a lots of future capital to the San Francisco 49ers to take a quarterback. Um, it was a season where I think the Bengals, having already, ha- having already have having your quarterback already and being in a quarterback-rich draft, you would have liked to have been at the top because you could have been a player. You could have swapped that pick like the Dolphins did and gotten just gobs of future value out of it. Um, and instead, uh, you know, they pick fifth. They end up going with Jamar Chase instead of Penny Sewell, uh, which is will all which will be an interesting conversational topic we can have for probably ten years, assuming both guys last in the league a long time. I think there'll be lots of uh, ways to pick apart that decision. But overall, yeah, I, I thought Joe say, Rose, yeah, good.
0: I I don't even like. We'll touch on it, but man, I don't want to litigate that because no, ev- <laughs> everybody's already done it. It it is yeah. what it is. Like. They made I, their decision. We get I mean, to find out if it's good or bad. Look, I mean, just knee jerk, right decision, wrong decision. I think it was probably wrong decision long-term. I don't know what you, how you feel like, and we'll find out. And again, it's not one of those things you can really judge like who it's, there's so many permutations, like, you know, maybe the, you know, Sewell doesn't thrive on the other team where he would have thrived here. It, it, you just never know. I I think, you know, just, positional scarcity positional ability i would have rather taken the the offensive lineman found a receiver later but they did what they did they have a very exciting young core of receivers a good quarterback and who knows this might work too
1: yeah and i guess what would you what would you say uh burrow's strength is as a quarterback curiosity like what was what was was your takeaway from just playing like he can he can hit the deep pass the middle, inter- intermediate, deep pass. He can, he can do the Tannehill. He can hit the sidelines, uh, eleven to twenty yards down the field if he has a guy that can create separation.
0: Yeah, he seemed to have a strong enough arm, I and mean, he, he didn't have that, he didn't have that rookie look where it was like, oh my god, this guy is lost right now. Where early on he just like making just, you know, like the easy throw. God, who was it the other day who had that tight end or that fullback open? for like an outlet pass and just threw the pass horribly. It's like, you know, that, the just the little things like that. He didn't, he didn't.
1: Who was it up. now? I, I now need to know.
0: I know that's going to bother me, but it's, it's like screwing up the easy things. Like if you screw up the easy things, it's like, Oh, that's just one little screw up. No, that's a down. That's 25% of a possession. If, if you don't, you know, if you don't convert this first down, like screwing up a down on an easy play is, is so massive and he, he seemed to have enough poise. And yeah, he I think he had the arm. He has the decision making. And honestly, we saw him probably under a bad coaching staff in a bad position, a bad situation. And he still looked impressive to both of us. I'm I'm buying long term. Um, especially that uh,
1: does the chat know who missed the fullback throw? Because I didn't even get to watch a ton of preseason and I want to know who's who we can cross off as a as a potential court
0: i don't even know it if it was a, a rookie before, i think it was it was just something it was just stupid. a guy it might have uh, been God. it might have been fields like uh yeah the, not gonna, again not gonna litigate week one of the uh heineke heineke maybe it was, it it heineke? was heineke? Yeah, maybe Lips, it was Lipscomb? the washington it was the washington game but uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the preseason stuff. I've seen. My God, we've awarded rookie of the year already a couple times to no numerous players on Twitter already. The preseason weekend, and I will cut gambling Twitter, football Twitter, fantasy Twitter a break. You guys didn't get the preseason
1: last year, so hot takeaway. Enjoy it. Hot, hot it. take enjoy and
0: it. enjoy it. Yeah, Do overreact
1: you want. to your heart's desire um okay yeah no i think i think burrow showed us enough that he that there is absolutely real promise there there is a there is another problem though and that is the coach and the fact that now entering year three we still don't understand his identity and we will get to that in great detail so i'll put a pin in that but let's get into the offseason uh talk a little bit about what this team did um they let the corpse of aj green walk out the door that was fine Uh, they, they they lost uh bobby hart who was an underperforming um tackle they lost bj finney who was an underperforming center they lost alex redman who was an underperforming guard uh and then they lost a pretty important player on defense in carl lawson who was one of the more productive edge players in all of the nfl uh, he goes to the Jets. They lost a couple players in their secondary as well, including Mackenzie Alexander, William Jackson, the third, and Sean Williams at safety. So huge turnover uh, at the, in the secondary um, really huge turnover in general for a team that you were thought was so, trying to build something like they did a pretty decent roster overhaul here. They bring in Trey Hendrickson for the big bucks. Trey Hendrickson of course was the guy on the saints who was benefiting from um his his he kind of cashed in on his one good season in my opinion he benefited from in general a solid scheme and a lot of other very talented players on the line who were who played quite well as well um got the sacks got the numbers and got paid for it i think that's going to end up being a bad signing uh they signed riley reef to be their left left tackle and again in the conversation about chase versus sewell Part of the calculus is opportunity cost. And your opportunity cost is you have Riley Reef playing left tackle uh in this case because you go with uh, Chase. Um so oh man, people respecting the Bizzle Brothers shirt. All right. Um yeah, yeah. Spill, otherwise
0: I told it up here. I spilled a uh, chicken sandwich on that yeah. while I was there. Had to buy bring,
1: one. They they I, stay uh, all of the guys they do, by the way. They got they 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 try they replaced every guy they lost, basically. Like it did, was a did, one it was a one to one. I don't um, think the henriksen
0: is like a true reply. I think Lawson is not better, but you're paying him less, so whatever. It's probably a wash there. The AJ Green thing, whatever. Lose Green and Ross. I don't care about that, especially since you did decide to draft. Brought in the, Chase, sure. You brought in the receiver, so like wash there. I'm worried about the defensive line, but or the offensive line. But I mean, aren't we all? Obviously, that's kind of the biggest concern. We're gonna talk about that all year. And Riley Reef plus a rookie on the right side sketches me out a little. We'll see what happens. They did draft uh, in the second round a tackle from Clemson. I think they got it. Yeah, another Jackson tackle. Jackson Carmen. Jackson Carmen, the man with two first names. And
1: then. Jonah Williams, we have yet to see him ever realize his expected max yeah, status. That. So who knows if that's going to ever be materialize. Um, similarly, some of these other guys, Michael Jordan, right guard, Quentin Spain, left guard, Trey Hopkins center, I mean this is a who's who of who who <laughs> who uh, so you know I, I, but at the same time like it was a very workmanlike off season for them where they let players go and they grab another guy who fits basically the same position same mold they bring in Mike Hilton from Pittsburgh so you steal a guy from in division who was playing pretty well um Ricardo Allen at safety uh Ogunjobi from the Browns you know should uh, as uh, a Woozy Chidobi, a Woozy, I can't remember what team he played for, but you bring him in, uh, give him a pretty decent amount to play starting cornerback role. Um, that may work. It's tough to say. Um, and all of a sudden, you're paying your defense a pretty decent penny across a lot of free agency moves. And I guess to me, this is all a long way of saying this is a poorly run franchise. Any franchise that is recycling that is cycling through players aggressively, and is not just drafting well, keeping their own, elevating them up, uh, you know, using your cap, moving your cap space into extensions for the guys that you've, you know, your blue chip players who you've drafted and developed. Instead, they're just constantly recycling through a free agency pool of players who kind of just want to get the most money. They don't care where they play. Oh, it's Cincinnati. Okay, fine. Like that's not, <laughs> doesn't usually work out. Doesn't usually work out. So I'm somewhat, Uh, I'm somewhat on the, you know, this is all indicative of poor vision from a franchise standpoint. Um, and you know, the fact that you have Zach Taylor in the mix as well is part of the problem. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I give, I give their off season if you want me to grade it. C minus. C-. <laughs> you, you were going to say kind of, that too? Yeah, we, yeah. I, we didn't kind even talk a, about it. Yeah, C-. yeah. It is a C minus just because, yeah.
0: I, I, again, I, I Chase might be um, a perennial All-Pro. Who knows a Hall of Famer? You never know. It's fun that, it's fun that he's familiar with Burrow, that the, the connection's already there. That might work out. I disagree with the pick anyway. Again, all the things you said, I think they, they did a bunch of turnover, but none of it was like none of those things you mentioned, it's like, oh, this is a clear upgrade here. Like the Henriksen thing to Lawson, like possibly a slight downgrade, even though it's still, that was a strength, yeah. replacing with a slightly less strength, like all the offensive line stuff. Uh, even if even if you are getting slightly better graded players, you are going to lack continuity in, the, in a positional group that needs continuity to thrive. And then uh, yeah, Azubuye, somebody mentioned in the chat too, former Cowboy from the powerhouse Dallas defense. Anytime you're picking up players from the Dallas defense, see this is the, the problem, or the Minnesota offensive line, things are things are not going to be, you know. Let's go. Let's people aren't going to be excited.
1: Let's take a step back about why this was a C minus, or maybe even a D plus. Carl Lawson, you Great drafted him, balls. you drafted him, you developed him. How do you let? How do you lose him? How do you you know? How do you not? Use your, you know, last year with your, you, you had, you had cap space. You had the ability to spend some money, get that, ink that guy to an extension last year. Don't, uh, don't leave him out to hang. And then he walks out the door and goes place for the jets after you drafted and developed that kid. Um, and then you got to turn around and give, Hendrickson, fifteen million dollars, which you maybe pay, paid for a guy's peak season. You probably paid for a guy's peak season. So that that's why that's why this is an F. Or, or you know, this is this is what Wow, that's wow, why, that's you just why, dropped him to an F. <laughs> no, that's why. No, the, the franchise stewardship is an F, but this off season is a C minus. And oh, by the way, I just got to point out, Sam, 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 Sam Lipscomb in the chat. There's like one it. very clear, one very clear worst, worst franchise in, in the NFL right now. And it is the Houston Texans, and it is not fucking close. Yeah, they—they
0: they are absolutely without. They are the John Ram of no worst franchise. It, it, like they're the, the pinnacle Houston right now.
1: The Houston Texans went from fifty to zero. Like they went through the back of a freaking truck. <laughs> like that was as fast as the franchise could fall as violently as they could fall that I've ever witnessed in any Sam, Sam just blanked.
0: He forgot that they were even <laughs> a team. He, in his mind, it's a 31-team league. Even him, he's like, oh, my yeah. God, I missed him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so anyway, and anyway. really yeah. a good a good comp thing, especially when you bring yeah. up Houston. And we'll, yeah. we'll get into this more <laughs> when we talk Taylor, but I just want to touch on this before we get into Burrow and some, again, we're still an off-season changes, but really – a good comp to houston because the biggest part of houston is you know the rots from the head whatever fish rots from the head like yeah. and we've mentioned this before cincinnati bengals ownership group is not interested in winning a bunch of super bowls <laughs> they're, running they're interested business. in running this like a business yeah. being successful enough to keep people paying for season tickets and licensing coming to the game spending their money buying the jerseys and making them a profit. This is uh, it's not, I don't I can't say it's a poorly run franchise because financially yeah, it's, an, financially it's not. Too. But Fair. if you are if you are a fan, if you are a wanting to back them long term, or you think you know you'd like to back them in the next few years, like things are gonna have to happen by accident for this team to become a power in the AFC. Like a few things are gonna have to happen. By accident, like young players are going to have to hit young players that weren't supposed to hit are going to have to hit. And every player that is supposed to hit has to hit for this franchise to work up because of how they run this ship. So we'll talk more about that because I think that directly ties into Taylor. And
1: again, and again, you're, you're, and again, you're behind the eight ball because you're in the AFC North. And again, you're behind the eight ball because you're in the AFC in general, like now, like even though you luck into a borough with the one, one point one lot now everybody now everybody, now everybody good, in the AFC's got a good pick. Pick. It was Now everybody was in the has got a good young quarterback. They all got him now. Not just you. <laughs> so you're kind of screwed. Um I guess you have cost you have cost control on Burrow over the likes of what the Bills have and the, the Ravens presumably will have, but the Browns may have. Um, otherwise you really don't have a huge tactical advantage and like Andy said, like they're not spending to the limit or really uh, allocating their resources intelligently from a winning football standpoint anyway. So who cares? They drafted um, a kicker. <laughs> I forgot about that. Fifth round from Florida. Yeah,
0: that's that's yeah, the cherry on top. Um,
1: okay. The Bengals uh, head into this season now, the 2021 campaign uh, with one enormous question looming. And that is how healthy is Joe Burrow? How uh, even if they do have a good offensive scheme, which is yet to be determined, is he going to be able to effectively run it considering the off season that he's gone through the de- degree of severity of his injury? Uh, Did you ever really consider mobility much of a part of his game, being able to roll out of the pocket, being able to extend plays, doing, doing anything on the ground? Was that, was that a very small portion of why you thought he would be potentially a good pro?
0: When he, I mean, when he was, I, I hate to use the words "asked to do it" because it's not like a coach asks you to scramble during the play. But when it was part of what he needed to do, watching that magical season at LSU, it was. It's not like he's 38-year-old Peyton Manning out there. He can move. Like he can move his body around. I, I don't think it's. You know, we're not looking at a Lamar here. But for sure, it's. Yeah, there, there was nothing where it's like, hey, here's a huge gaping ass weakness in his game. I, and you know, there are some quarterbacks like man, this guy's not mobile like he needs to stand up. We'll get to one of those eventually here during the show, i suppose, but there's yeah i'm 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 not i'm hoping he doesn't run a lot. I don't want to see him taking more hits i'd lo- maybe if he puts on thirty pounds, but yeah the the mobile thing, I'd like to see him stay more in the pocket, i guess, unless we're gonna you know unless it's gonna be a, be a situation where hey, there's 15 yards of green, and I'm going to run 10 and take a slide. But, yeah, the, especially now after an early injury in the career already, I don't want to see that happening. I want to see him you know, continuing to work on his decision-making, his reads, his progressions, and just all the things that made him good at LSU and made him pretty good last year, even with – and this is, again, we keep inching towards Taylor, but, boy, the, the play calling and lack of – Things to set him up for success that's why i'm still so bullish on him they didn't use motion much they didn't use any sort of misdirection they didn't use a lot of a lot of just you know uh formations to make a quarterback successful and he still was very successful so i think maybe once we end up with a new regime here this could be uh, it's not going to be like a josh allen turnaround because he hasn't doesn't have bad attributes like josh allen that he worked out it's like oh man now that we get him with a a legitimate offensive play caller like this guy is suddenly a year three year four you know he's like in the mvp conversation later in the year not winning it but somebody you talk about because he does have these good receivers and i think he has the talent set
1: yeah okay yeah, no, I think uh, there there are a couple... So there are a couple things I want to point out about Burrow's 2020 campaign and his 2021 um, expectations, we'll say. He did get hit a fuck ton. He got hit a lot. He fumbled a lot. Did you know he had nine fumbles, but only actually uh, lost three of those? And I can tell you that it's not... This wasn't... Um, this wasn't even really a burrow thing because Brandon Allen also got hit a lot when he took over from Ryan Finley also got hit a lot in the limited action that he saw. Um, burrow was relatively good at protecting the ball through the air. He only had five picks on, uh, uh about 400 attempts, uh, 13 touchdowns. So he had more touchdowns than Sam Darnold, even though he only played 10 games. Uh, that's fun. Um, but overall, you know, he was, he, I thought he conducted himself well, self well in the pocket in general. And I think if that's what you're asking him to do, he can do it well. He just needs a little bit more plus EV uh, sequencing, plus EV uh, concepts, like all the stuff you mentioned. Um, don't ask him, you know, you don't need to roll him out. You don't need to get fancy. You don't need him to extend plays. You just need to do a little bit of deceptive um, tactical, uh, you know, tactical uh Uh, integration into your offensive approach, and he's going to be able to do awesome things, uh, a la what we saw Joe Brady in the passing game in LSU. Um, So I think there's a pretty decent chance that he ascends if he can stay healthy. Uh, Last year, he finished kind of in the middle of the pack in terms of EPA per per pass, um, ahead of a lot of other relatively good guys, actually. Um, so, you know, there is, there certainly is, uh, enough signal here to expect good things if he can stay healthy. And I guess what have you, what I, I my gut says, the whispers, the concerns, the negative reports, uh, again, my gut, <laughs> I'm going with feel David here. Cully I'm going with feel here, man. Um, my feel is that the reports coming out of camp about his general rust and, not looking great is not setting the bar low. It's somewhat factual. Was your... Yeah,
0: it's tough, especially, you know, coming off an injury in like high school, whatever, coming off an injury in college, tougher, but like coming off an injury at the highest level, it's not going to be easy. It's a major injury. Uh, They say a lot of these, especially the knee injury, a ton of it's mental, like just trusting it, knowing... Uh, you know, knowing that you're going to be fine, that you can take some hits, like you have to take some hits to be like, All right, I'm you know, I've been doing this all my life, like, I'm I'm fine. It's not gonna, my knee's not gonna feel like that every time I get hit. So, I don't know, some of it's mental. Yeah, we expect he will, right? He's gonna take some hits. Yeah, he will absolutely take some hits again. This offensive line going to be pretty weak, going to be pretty bad. So he will have to take some hits, so he's got to get over that quickly. I don't know if some of it is just true rust, like getting his mechanics back. Uh, We'll get to the schedule later. I'm not super hopeful about them starting off super hot, although they do have some coin flippish games, depending on how these other teams play and who they decide to start at quarterback early on. So, I mean, they have some, I'd say out of the first six games, four of them are very winnable games so this you know we could see you know joe burrow's name getting tossed around for i don't know do you think come do you think he's in the running for comeback he played like 10 games i suppose you have to put him in there but like
1: yeah he's in the running uh what i mean i guess let's let's talk about the injury specifically now it was it was a better of the two knees right it was not his plant leg it was his forward leg is that correct uh, I believe it was boy, his I'm left not, knee, not his right knee. I believe. I am not a doctor. Don't Drill. fact check me. Don't fact check me on that. Um, and then, as we mentioned, it was more than just the ACL. It was major structural damage to multiple ligaments that had to be remedied. So the likelihood that he got a little bit of a later start in terms of rehab, I think, is pretty high. He may have even had to have a second surgery that we don't know about. Um, but uh, he likely started his rehab this spring, and he's probably only six months into really truly rehabilitating this thing he probably still has more to go to get 100 in terms of strength and and uh you know full um you know full use what do you think of the bengals decision not to start joe burrow in the preseason because we did not see him in preseason week one and we are not going to see him until week one of the regular season when they take on your minnesota vikings i'm fine with it especially if
0: he's if he's not ready don't push him this isn't like, oh, man, this is our year. You know, we really got to, he has to be ready by week one so he can win the division. Like, just ease him back. This is a long-term investment. You know, I, hopefully they have a good enough medical staff and leadership isn't, yeah, I can't say a nice thing about leadership there. But hopefully the medical staff is guiding him in the right direction and Joe knows his body enough where they, it's like, hey, we're not ready. Like, and I, I'm, I'm fine with that. So it might not bode well for early season, but again, this is a team that if they do overperform, their ceiling is probably right in that range where they're in purgatory, especially in the AFC. So overperforming from a Burrow standpoint, from an offensive standpoint, would be fun, would be good. Overperforming from a win-loss record would probably be bad for this rebuild. So if he's not ready, he's not ready. Ease him back in
1: god brian brings up a great point why why play him week one why not give him more time
0: if he's not ready yeah i'm 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 on board with that if he's not ready don't play it until he
1: the brandon allen show
0: yeah if you want if you want to lose some games there you go let's get another high draft pick
1: let's look at the schedule let's 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 talk about taylor actually before we move to the schedule
0: i mean just We've
1: mentioned this guy
0: before. We joked around about this during the Carolina yes. podcast. Like this might like and everybody's made the joke. It might just be Joe Brady's job next year. Yeah,
1: there's thirty-two there's thirty-two head coaching jobs in the NFL. What has this guy done to warrant a third year of this?
0: Again, it's one of those I mentioned the ownership, the franchise just how they run things it was tough to tell what they were going to do with him because we didn't have a bellwether for it because it's like, well, they just stuck with Marvin Lewis forever, but Lewis had a track record and
1: he, yeah, he had, know, he had a, he had a great, great reputation in that locker room. He got those he, guys to play hard for him.
0: The team. Yeah. yeah the team liked wasn't, him. The yeah. Ownership liked him. Like he was well liked by everybody and he got a couple extra years because that we didn't, it had been a while since we saw a different coach in there and it was like Uh, you know, this team won two games, team won four games. This team is pretty shitty built, though. Like, are they going to give in? I I guess I I wouldn't have been surprised either way. Just knowing how the Bengals are, it's like, well, let's just keep this cheap guy in for one more year before we invest in a decent coach, or maybe we won't invest in a decent coach at all. We'll just move on to Taylor 2.0 with somebody else after this year, which seems sort of likely if it isn't Brady. But yeah, it's just this offense lacks identity. This offense doesn't set itself apart. This offense has some really fun pieces that might yeah. be a lot more fun. If you can get someone with uh, some forward thinking ideas in here. And yeah, was, I don't, I don't yeah. somebody asked about first coach fired. I I think this team could go in 17. It, it could be like a gay thing where they just keep them through the year
1: anyway. Oh, wow. You think,
0: well, I don't know this. I, that's what, what kind of, I don't have a good enough read on this front office to, no if they'd actually well, if,
1: you know I mean if if the Panthers surprise and Brady becomes option the 1 guy. then you want to get the jump start on that hiring process as soon as get possible so you there, yeah. might you might pull the trigger on him say week 15. Um, okay. The the lack of identity for Taylor is really what what makes me upset here because you remember when the Rams hired McVay we were in the yeah. we were in the betting game at that point in time and it was literally a record scratch what they hiring this kid Uh like uh, huh like really like okay i mean anything's gonna be an upgrade over jeff fisher but this guy really and then
0: paused on his face
1: (laughs) (laughs) voice over i'm i'm I'm
0: guessing you're wondering how i got here yeah
1: (laughs) and then it didn't take long though to see what mcveigh was doing in game action and realize Oh, he's got it. He's got it. This is an innovative, young offensive mind who has got wrinkles and identity and will be able to coach circles around the old ass men in this league for as long as he continues to push the envelope. You could tell.
0: Especially after the year of what Goff did for Jeff
1: Fisher. Of absolutely. Like, oh, absolutely. He made a
0: bad quarterback semi-good. This is yeah. going to be fun.
1: And then the flip side, I would say, exists with Zach Taylor like through two years I can't tell you one game where I was like boy they came out with an approach that was absolutely perfect for their opponent and really impressed the hell out of me no it hasn't happened they have a very very tough time coming up with a game script that uh, is is NFL level you know worthy honestly in my opinion and they're at a tactical disadvantage in almost every uh every game we've seen them play under his tenure at this point uh the couple of wins they've got they've gotten because the other team tended to underperform their defense surprised in a little bit of ways here and there like the Tennessee Titans game uh you know the the Pittsburgh Steelers that they beat in week 15 last year i mean you know like those games weren't because they came out with a super sharp uh, tactical approach and that was impressive and so i i i will hold off judgment until we see what he comes to the table with for burrow this year uh people can change year three of josh allen he got accurate i would have told you that's not possible <laughs> and i probably said that's not possible in our preview of the bills last year yeah and he did so you know a guy you know guy could have spent his entire offseason studying how do i run a plus tv offense and he might blow me away this year that is entirely possible um but my expectations in general for this offense led by Jack Taylor are low.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, that's interesting too because man, like I think they started like 0 Ten last year. Like the the fact that he is getting a third year. I'm really wondering, like I've I haven't even been listening to you talk. I've been sitting here. <laughs> I've been just sitting well, I have. I'm joking. I jest. I've been just sitting here thinking like What is this team doing? Like, what are they seeing in him to keep him for a third year? Like, all right, this he's going to turn the corner now after. They've led at halftime in a ton of games. Like, they've, (laughs) they've been decent in the first half, and then just piss them away. Like, they're bad. Like, it's a bad team, bad franchise, terrible city, terrible cheerleaders, terrible stadium. Actually, I like the city, but... I Yeah, I'm not sure what they're doing with Taylor for a third year. He hasn't hey, pressed.
1: You ready for this? Real quick. I'll give you uh, one guess without looking. Who is their defensive coordinator? No, I have no idea. <laughs> like, I consider
0: Taylor the offensive coordinator. I he guess, is, yeah. Cause, He's cause,
1: calling cause the plays. Yeah. He does
0: call the plays. But uh, we t- this. It, I know it's the same guy as last
1: year and I feel like we it had to is. look him up last year. This is the th- this is his third year, and I had to look him up again because <laughs> I didn't know.
0: Is it his like that Louie?
1: Lou Onarumo. Lou Onarumo. Lou Onarumo. Anarum- there, there, I've said it three times. Hopefully, I will remember it now. Um, you say it three
0: times, he appears.
1: <laughs> and again, a defense that I really just don't have much, I feel for what their identity is um i don't know man i don't know most of the most of the money um, most of the money on this team is dedicated to the defensive side of the ball their highest paid player on offense is Ty. is it boyd i think it's boyd he may be the third he may be your third wide receiver now but he might be the guy you're paying the most money to on your entire offense um Mixon's getting a lot of money as well i mean it's not it's not a very good balanced uh you know salary cap situation at all um and you know i you know i can see the defense being uh you know league average but uh also the fact that they are turning over so many players over the last year to this year it could take a little while till they have chemistry for sure i thought the defense played better towards the end of the year than they did at the beginning of the year last year uh, could be more of the same. Lou
0: so. Anarumo.
1: Lou Anarumo. Uh, let's look at their schedule. The Bengals are favored in two games. <laughs> Thursday and, they're both football. Kinda, and they're both kind of early, too, aren't they? Sunday against the Detroit Lions, and they're both kind of early. The only other game that's like a real coin flip is the Jets game week eight. All of their really winnable games are in the first half of the season when joe burrow is coming off of his injury when the defense is gelling when the o-line is gelling a lot of um you know a lot of they're gonna need to figure things out on the fly to win these coin flips and not be 0 and nine heading into their buy do you get the same general read yeah, and that might be the case where it's like, all
0: right, like Zach Taylor isn't going to be around next year. Let's just cut him loose anyway.
1: I don't think First
0: Coast fired. I don't know. but uh, We could get to Week 9 and still have everybody else intact, but that doesn't— it, If they can't get it done during the easy part of their season, and it's easy from an opponent's standpoint, but boy, there's some— there's a couple nasty spots in here too, especially just looking at the the overall like situational spot. They do have, you know, the back to backs into both of their division. Like those are losses anyway at Pittsburgh and at Baltimore, but making those back to backs just is brutal. The fact is that the Jets game is their other coin flip game, you know, their favorite against their Jacksonville and at road, Detroit. Road. That's their third straight roadie. At least it's still on the East Coast. At least but, all, yeah. all
1: three of those games aren't. Tremendously bad travel.
0: None, none of it's, yeah, none of it's like Southern California from Cincy, but at Detroit, at Baltimore, at the Jets before playing, you know, Cleveland, who's again going to be a very good team right before their bye. Before that is Green Bay. So if they lose those three roadies, Green Bay and Cleveland take care of business, yeah. you're going on a probably a five game losing uh,
1: streak, I mean,
0: at, losing yeah, streak yeah. if they can't I get that Detroit that. game. Heading into the bye, that might be a good place to fire a coach. Uh, Chicago is going to be a big mystery. Nagy came out to. We're recording this on eight sixteen, a Monday. Nagy came out and said he's starting Andy Dalton to start the season. So,
1: yeah, you're probably going to get Dalton week two. Maybe you surprise him.
0: It might be Dalton. So that that mixes things up a little for that game. The Minnesota game is home, but uh, you know that's not a bad team. That's an above average team. There you see they're three point dogs at home to Minnesota.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, this that is, might have be that might have steamed out the three and a half, actually.
0: Yeah, it probably has. These are older lines. That's and then yeah, you see what the season ends with. It's just uh, Vegas. Vegas isn't maybe going to be a bad team, but you're getting them, you know, on the road. You have to travel off your buy. Your buy is not neutered, but it sucks to travel out west after your buy. Especially these guys have been on vacation for a week. They're like one and eight. We're going to Vegas. Let's see how they focus for that game. And yep. then Pittsburgh, Chargers, Niners, at Denver, Baltimore, all three, Kansas those City Those three home games, Playboy. man.
1: Whew, those three home games are tough, man. And then, yeah, oh, my God, this whole home stretch. Good Lord. Who did this to them? Who Every one of to those them?
0: is off a of back-to-back. Pittsburgh, the, the Chargers, and the Niners are all off a of back-to-back roadie, but they're all better teams. And then you go okay. to Denver in December – Baltimore yeah. and Kansas City at home, which is just like losing two home <sighs> games. Jesus. And then at Cleveland to close the season. Not a great Yikes, schedule. Man. It's a pretty Yikes. tough year. It's going to be a tough KC, ask Cleveland.
1: Here's three of the toughest teams in all of the NFL, three of the toughest teams in the AFC, all jockeying for playoff position. You get to play them bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Tight, right down the stretch, not Baltimore, tasty, but not good. Um, and so, uh, but it, it was funny is that like, if we're right, and if they gel a little bit by then, and if burrow is getting healthier and getting more, you know, coming into his own, then they should be a good dog to take the points with. I gotta tell you, though, you're gonna get a hell of a lot more than three, two and a half and three and a half. If by the time we get there, if this team is, you know, oh, and 10, right? I mean, what's the what's the line when the Chargers come to town, Week Thirteen, if the Cincinnati Bengals are zero and eleven, and they just got their pants pulled down by Pittsburgh?
0: Four and a half, five, maybe more. You can push that up to a six, especially if if Chargers are playing good.
1: How many points do you need to back to back the Bengals in Week Thirteen, Week Fourteen? Week 13 and beyond. How many points are you going to need to feel good going to the window and backing the Bengals and, rather than just passing on the game?
0: A touchdown at home and 10 points on the road.
1: Okay. You're going to get them. I think that's where it's going to be for some of these. You're yeah. going to get your chance at plus 10 against Baltimore at home. You're going to get your chance at plus 10 hosting Kansas City. What's your gut say right now? It's taking those points, or walking away from <sighs> we'll better, better games they, on the board.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's better games. We'll see how the defense looks. We'll see how the offensive line looks. And yeah, if we get to the odds here, I think we've kind of given it away that we're not looking at betting very much, unless the season win totals like a seven. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I can back much here. There's no, there's no reason to really look at this team unless you they are getting utterly disrespected at a home game, where you know maybe San Francisco. Uh, again, we only have their schedule up, but San Francisco Chargers and Pittsburgh. I'd like to look at those three games, isolate that, see who those teams play before and after those games.
1: Sure, sure, If sure, it's sure, an sure,
0: ugly sure, sandwich spot in, you know, it's back-to-back. Let's say Pittsburgh goes out to the West Coast, and we're going to look at Pittsburgh's schedule in a bit, foreshadowing, I guess. But Pittsburgh goes out to the West Coast <laughs> and then and then goes to Cincy. Maybe that's a spot right back, Cincy. But I'm, I'm going to actually look at Pittsburgh's schedule now. Pit, and oh, my God, Pittsburgh goes out to – the Chargers in week 11, and then back to Cincinnati Cincy for the second game, which Ooh, is not yeah, a big travel spot from
1: Pittsburgh, but
0: maybe maybe that's a spot. After, after a
1: trip to the West, that's a tough one. Yeah, so. And they have, don't right. they have Baltimore on deck, too?
0: I'm not going to give away all the good surprises. Okay. Yeah, they we'll do. We'll Baltimore, we'll wait. We'll wait Baltimore So
1: maybe, uh, maybe taking as many points as I can get with Cincinnati yep. week 12. Okay. All right. Well, oh, man, is this a two-win team? I don't know where you find
0: that second win, but yeah. (laughs) Are they going to be picking first overall?
1: No, Houston, Lions, or Houston, Lions, and and the Bengals are all probably in the mix for two wins. What's funny is we started out kind of recapping 2020 where they were like feisty, you know? Burrow had them in some games. This team was overperforming. They were covering spreads. They
0: were tying. Just like we did last week with the NFC North, I think we're going to touch on this again. Um, not only for these lower end teams, the fact that these, you know, the Bengals have to play the Browns and the Ravens twice, and even the Steelers twice if they get their shit together. But you're playing the AFC West, where you get the Chargers and the uh, the Chiefs. You have the Packers on your schedule, and you're going to end up with the team from the NFC West. They ended up with the Niners. So, I mean, they'll. These aren't gonna be super easy schedules for anybody except when we get to, you know, obviously the the Browns don't have to play themselves. That's gonna be nice. So good, it's yeah, uh, it's gonna to be tough for the it's gonna to be tough for the Steelers too. So odds are Steelers uh, got a
1: first place schedule, man. Yeah. hundred to hey, one uh, real quick. Super Bowl. Re- Yeah. You it? Real quick, uh we didn't really talk about Jamar Chase much, but uh in the back of your head, do you think is there any whiff of uh, a Mike Williams? Troy Williamson. Mike Williams sit out the season. Not as good as we were hoping.
0: Mm.
1: Any whiff of that?
0: Which Mike Williams? There's too many.
1: The Mike Williams that was drafted USC one? out of you the USC one that uh, Mel Kiper put number 1 on his big board to make up to as a makeup because he had put him so high the previous year when he was a sophomore that he walked away from college and fought tried to fight the NCAA in court to allow him to play. Oh
0: God, that was we fought, fight though.
1: the NFL in court to be allowed to play. He didn't get it, so we had to sit out the entire season. Got drafted by the Lions. It was the I think it was the Lions' eighth year in a row. They picked a wide receiver in the first round.
0: They did like seriously six out of ten years, man. <laughs> in the first <laughs> round, it was it's astounding what they did there. Um, yeah, yeah that, put that, a my bow quarter. on that. I, we've already been very you know we've been very vocal about we're not sure how some of these guys who sat out a year are going to look. You know, we've got Sewell and Slater too. It might be a little different for a big guy like that who's getting down. As long as they, as long as they've been in the weight room, and keeping up on maybe some of their footwork, I'm not super worried about that. But you know, some of these skill position guys getting your timing down. Mm -hmm. I guess the last time he played football was with Burrow. He didn't have to experience anyone else.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been a
0: positive on that. So.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's keep an eye on Chase. I'm not. Glowing right now about him, though, for lots of reasons. Uh, let's look at the odds. Um, to win the Super Bowl, 100 to 1. You mentioned it. Uh, I'm going to pass on that. Uh, to win the AFC is 50 to 1. I'm going to pass on that. To win the AFC North, plus 2250. Boy, oh boy. Some big prices to win some of these divisions that I just don't have the stones to get involved with, even though they're probably not correct from a math standpoint.
0: Um, you need. You just need so many things to go wrong with two really very good teams, and this team to surprise and the schedules. Yeah, that I need like thirty to one there, and I still would feel horrible about it. <laughs> to make the playoffs in the AFC, almost five to one, not happening. <sighs> not happening. Not, not especially with Burrow. If Burrow's like, oh my god, he looks like Jesus Christ incarnate in the preseason. He's coming back with a vengeance. Maybe I'm thinking about this team as a sneaky, but but with or the comeback player still, of the
1: year, comeback player of the year, you're getting better than plus four seventy-five. If he makes the playoffs, he's your he's your inside <laughs> track. Yeah, that's fair. Somebody brought that up too with the Jaguars bet. They're like, if the Jaguars
0: win the division, wouldn't you rather just have Urban Meyer coach of the year? I'm like,
1: of course, God yeah. Damn it, yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's, a the good, that's a good argument too. Yeah, uh, we, the you know, argument. honestly. Smith Smith argument is even sound more sound because they're they're not probably not beating the win Bucks, win. they're yeah. not beating the Bucks. They don't no, have yeah, win just
0: win. like twelve, yeah. eleven, twelve wins and a,
1: a wild card. Yeah. for Urban team. Meyer, I think you probably have to win your division because I don't think you're getting into the playoffs with the wild card at nine and ten, not an eight. You know, anyway.
0: Over under six and a half.
1: <sighs> I think the unders. The, the unders. Wins? I might bet this. I think the alt under is probably the play. Yeah, like. Think?
0: If you can find a four and a half,
1: you know why the alt under is a play and it's probably a strong, I, I haven't bet this and I feel stupid now, but the alt under, if you can find under five and a half is probably a strong play because of the way we just looked at their schedule. The coin flips are early. The end of their schedule is just a freaking gauntlet of, of just brutal opponents. You're going to be able to shoot for five or six middles down the home stretch. Just take plus 10 every week. Bang, bang, bang. And if they win and accidentally go over their win total, you're covered. Like there's yeah. going to be some middle shots available on this uh, if you go uh, alt under five and a half. I wonder what circus price is. I think Sam somebody just, just said they have up. a
0: plus 170 on five and a half. I'm going to see if yeah, there's it's... a four and a half out there eventually. I would play four and a half. Five and a half is probably going to make it into my account. And then also just the burrow injury thing. If they are like one and 12, And he's not feeling 100%, he might be sitting out some games. Like, all right. That's a great call. Especially, let's, I mean, we don't have to pull up the schedule again, but you remember what we were saying. Like, hey, the last few defenses are the Baltimore defense, the Cleveland defense, the Denver defense, the San Francisco defense featuring, I mean, they get Bosa Bosa. They go, they go Watt Bosa Bosa on those three home games. And then you get the Denver front, the Baltimore front, the Cleveland front. Like if,
1: Dude, if he's got to play, you got to play, you got to play miles Garrett twice. You got to play TJ watt twice. You got to play, uh, the Ravens pass rush twice. Why just can't we ever name
0: up. those guys?
1: Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it, a, it's like a, it's a mess. It's a, mess. It's, a mess. it's kind of a mess. We'll get to that on Wednesday. Spoiler alert. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, they have they have kind of a messy, uh, a messy mix of guys. No, no, one who's really gonna eye pop like Garrett or Watt. For Mel <laughs> yeah. No, they gotta play, they gotta play both bosas, right? Both in bosas are on that schedule. <laughs> oh boy. All right, let, let's Consecut- get to the Steelers. Play, we, we, both, just, play, we just we just spent, spent like bo- an hour they play, on Cincinnati, man. They, they played both bosas in consecutive weeks, man. Yeah. Right? Chargers oh, and yeah. the 90s. It goes back
0: Watt Bosa Bosa.
1: Well, bosa bosa yeah i think you might have said that yeah that's ex- excellent okay well let's put the book on these guys under five and a half whatever the uh whatever sure. whatever the best price and by the way is there anyone besides circa who has alt unders all overs
0: maybe we need to move to canada and check about five dimes i will check um five dimes. shameless promotion gone. I know, but I think they have the Canadian one. WinBet has exact win totals where you could Dutch like zero, one, two, three, four, if you wanted to do something like that. Um, I'll look at that. They have like exact number of wins. Uh, So take a look at that. I know Fanduel has some alts. We'll we'll dig into that. You know what? uh,
1: Circa's uh, Circa's alts are a little bit more fairly priced than they were last year. A little bit tighter. A little bit tighter distribution. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. I think that's correct, <laughs> but uh, you're, you're only getting plus 155 at circa on under five and a half. So, yeah. wow.
0: All right, before we get to the Steelers, I would be remiss if I did not mention the official DFS sponsor of the Deep Dive is Prize Picks, where you can still get your $100 match, 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And we're getting closer to football. I think I'll have some entries here this weekend as we go Thursday and Friday and Saturday games again. I'll try to do better than last week. Although I did hit my only football one, so good for Andy. Not playing against any sharks or optimizers, just me playing against some uh, some stats. And I'm going to be digging into the news because, uh, yeah, not sure if anyone mentioned this, but I had my worst betting golf weekend of the year, did maybe you? of my career, but the best preseason week of my life. So you want to take a quick guess at which one has a bigger unit size? Feel free. Because it certainly was not the preseason football. God damn it! I think it went seven and zero
1: on preseason football bets, Drew. Did you just but, firing uh, unders? Were you just firing unders?
0: No, I mean it was a lot of sides. Honestly, I hit a bunch of sides, some team totals. Yeah, I hit that second was,
1: half. Uh, second half Patriots.
0: It was some some unders and then second half Patriots. But yeah, I will be doing some prize picks later this week You can check that out. I'll have some of that on Brown Bag Bets as well. And then Steelers. Let's get to the Steel City. Our our friends, the Yinzers, this was my team last year.
1: This was your team.
0: Let's not, let's actually forget. People forget. People do forget. We, and you know, just because we did spend like a freaking hour on the Bengals, I won't go too deep into this. A big part of my argument was this offense was going to be good. They have a lot of weapons and the schedule looks pretty soft. And the schedule was soft and they won 11 straight games. And then they went one and five and lost maybe one of the start to finish most embarrassing performances in a playoff game where it was just like, oh my God, Cleveland just keeps scoring. And they're just keep like, you know, uh, Benny, the Benny Hill music is playing the curb, your enthusiasm music is playing like anything funny is happening. Yeah. and they're just, yeah, they're just screwing up royally. the end And you could see it coming a mile away with how the end of the season went. Big Ben was being talked about as an MVP for a bit. That was pretty fun. So I had a ticket, but eventually, you know, the, the end of the season, the shoe finally dropped. It was like seeing a car crash coming from like six miles away. You're like, oh man, Icarus is flying too close to the sun. This team isn't calling optimal plays and is getting bailed out by just stellar performances from some of these receivers and this defense was really doing it up and once the defense just by attrition through injury was not quite as good and everybody figured out that uh, Ben's a dot was going to be like the length of his body like well let's (laughs) just see if he can throw it deep spoiler he couldn't they went one and five down the stretch if you include the playoff game and that's where we stand at a team in really precarious spot with a first place schedule an aging quarterback a defense poised for regression and an offensive identity that I'm not sure I'm in love with we'll get to the new offensive coordinator eventually I think that would be my well what if this happens this team still could be good and can compete with the other teams in this division but for now if what we saw was more of what we saw at the end of the season from the Steelers, they definitely deserve to be on the Monday show. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what what was your take from the? I mean, we can talk about the 11 and 0. A lot of it, there were some lucky breaks. The defense looked great, but from the collapse, do you have anything to say on the, the late season shit show yeah, that was?
1: You know, I actually would back, I'm going to back, take a step backwards and say I didn't think getting to 11 and 0 was especially lucky. The 11th win over the Ravens who had COVID was lucky. That They were missing like yeah, 20 you players. Got to, you got to Yeah, you got to play the B team for the Ravens the second time you played them. That was lucky. Uh, they probably should have lost to the Cowboys in a game that Garrett Gilbert started. Uh, that was lucky. Uh, otherwise, the rest of those wins were deserved. And I really think you had a very solid read on these guys heading into the preseason, which was that... You know, Roethlisberger, he he fixed his elbow. He was going to, you know, there was going to be a little life left in that old arm of his. And, uh, yeah, the schedule was soft. It started soft. It gave them a nice soft landing, got a little momentum going, got some good wins. uh, And the rest was really uh, pretty impressive, seeing them coast, you know, in control of their own destiny, likely to get the one seed before the wheels absolutely fell off. Finishing one and four uh, was rough. Some of those losses were rough. We mentioned the Bengals' loss. The Browns' loss uh, in the playoffs was bad, but they lost to the them in Week 17 also the when they really needed to, needed to get that win. They could have gotten better playoff seating. Wouldn't have had to play the Browns again, um, but it was not to be. Um, yeah, they, the Colts' win was, was somewhat lucky. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, this team has had a good defense. They had one of the best defensive lines in football last year. Maybe ever. It was very, very good. Uh, the linebackers played well losing Bush definitely did not help in the middle of the season. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick played well. It was for in terms of just taking the ball away at optimal times and giving you a little extra in terms of defensive, you know, defensive scores and things like that. The corners were fine. Joe Hayden reviving his career was a, was a nice little surprise. Um, as the season wore on, you, you, you're exactly right. They became too predictable. The offense was too predictable. They were one-dimensional. It was only short passing. So some of the receivers got the dropsies. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster never really gave you anything last year. Deontay Johnson was a huge disappointment in terms of his production relative to what was expected. You even had the emergence of Clay, uh, Chase Claypool, and it didn't matter. Uh, the passing offense was not dynamic uh, come the end of the season. It was relatively predictable. Um, some of that, I think, was the wear and tear of asking Ben Roethlisberger to throw the ball 40 times a day. A game, you know, that was a big ask to say, Hey, go throw it this many times coming off of what turned out to be elbow surgery. Um, I also think the uh, th- you caught some of this, right? Whispers around the league that Roethlisberger was tipping run pass, you caught that, right?
0: We saw, and we saw that in the off season too. He, be- he became I'm not even it, sure they were tipping,
1: like it just like it became, hey, guess
0: what? When they have these tight ends in the field, they're probably running.
1: Yeah, it's when like, he's hey, under when these, under center uh, versus shotgun, it was it became it became stale, it became predictable, and I think that really gave defenses a little bit of an advantage in terms of throttling these guys. Um, you had some pretty bad defenses hold them pretty low scoring uh, outputs. That that was stretch. my
0: biggest. Even during the winning streak, it's like, how did they? You know, like the. You, know, you only scored
1: 24 years. against the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Even like the Jags game, they scored 27. It's like, how didn't you, why didn't you score 60? Like, some of, the, <laughs> even some of these early games were like Claypool was going off and they had some really fun stuff. It's like, we're just going to stop in the 20s every time this, this offense is like kind of humming right now. And then eventually it's like, oh my God, I can tell you what they're going to run in this play and it's not going to work. Like, yeah. they did become very predictable and, you know, uh, Spoiler alert! They did not fire their offensive coordinator. It was a, it was just like like from Office Space where they just stopped paying. You can't farm the oh, they no, stopped paying. Oh, no, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. just,
1: they just They, did they, they not Milton was they Milton, they Milton Wad, Yeah, take your red Wadamston. stapler and
0: get out of here. Yeah. They just, yeah, they failed to renew Randy Fickner's contract, and you know they, uh, and then everything I've read about Matt Canada, who mm-hmm. we'll get to, is. Kind of anti Randy, so maybe I do have some hope for this team. Yet I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. Although we did talk about deep ripe ripe for defensive regression, I did say uh, losing Bud isn't going to help, but you do have some decent linebackers still. And I, I David Bush is very good. I shouldn't say decent. You have an electric front seven if Hayden and Fitzpatrick and Edmonds play at the levels they can. It's going to be a very good defense. Again, even with some regression, I really my my big question mark around this team is going to be the front five, a ancient quarterback, and if if the offense can change from last year. Otherwise, it's like a middle of the pack team, right?
1: Yeah. And we'll get to the offensive, yeah, we'll get to the offense changing in a second. But I think we I think we characterized this team well. What happened last year? You know, it was it was a surprising success story, but ultimately the way it ended left a very bad taste in your mouth. And I don't think anyone looks at their final record and says this team was frauds. They should not have won 12 games. Uh, the thing was about you know, when they were eleven and zero, you thought that Steve's going to win fifteen games and there'll be a fifteen win fraud. But well, they won twelve, <laughs> so you know. I you know, had, or, uh,
0: I had, uh, the, I didn't have the regular season win total. I think I just had a few division prices, which there was a second there. I'm like, that got a am little dicey for you. You had five to start one, right? and, yeah, is it going to be eleven and zero? Uh, five to one was like a limited promo bet. I couldn't get much on that, but I had a few other bets at like three seventy five four. Stuff like that, and it's like, am I going to lose every one of these bets after they start eleven and all? Because I every will be no very hedger, mad. Right? I'd be, I'm always team. I've just fully, fully embraced that lifestyle now. Team never hedged, but I, I was getting a little nervous there. I'm like, this sucks. Like, if they lost that Colts game, probably lose the division. Honestly, because that Cleveland game would have been for the division then.
1: Mm. The uh, the Ravens finished in fifth. I thought. Cleveland I also think lost so. I, think a, Cleveland I think it would have been like a th- I think it would have been like a weird
0: three-way tiebreaker wouldn't it have been?
1: Oh maybe, I don't remember. Um anyway, yeah. uh let's move to the offseason where there was a little bit of turnover. We mentioned the offensive coordinator not being renewed. Uh Alejandro Villanueva's uh, services were also not renewed, Bud Dupree's services were also not renewed. James Conner's services were not renewed. Mike Hilton's services were not renewed. Uh Sean Davis's services were not renewed. Uh, Marquise Pouncey's services were not renewed. Yeah. There was a lot of relative cons- – of oh, Steven Nelson, I forgot. He walked away too. Out of there all a those, lot who, of are the, who are the two most
0: important to you?
1: I mean, I guess Bud Dupree, although my expectations for him this season aren't especially high. Um, I thought Mike Hilton played, played a pretty important role for them from a nickel cornerback standpoint, so I guess those two. Um, the guys they lost in the offensive line were all kind of meh uh Anyway, so you're replacing meh with meh. Who cares? Um, yeah, I, I think yeah. just the,
0: the the veteran veterans that you lost in the offensive line isn't great, but yeah, they weren't at this point. They weren't that much better than the replacements. So,
1: yeah, probably. You lo- it was in. a lot of experience, though, man.
0: That, that's <laughs> a, a lot of a like room lo- leadership, lo- losing a lot of experience out the door. Losing Villanueva and Pouncy, like from a skill standpoint, maybe not the worst, but. Yeah, you did lose a lot of leadership and a lot of snaps, a lot of reps on that line between those two. So that does suck. We're very worried about this offensive line. That's where we're very worried about anyone who's super excited about the young running back. Well, yeah.
1: Let's talk about their. uh, Let's talk about their free agent additions first. Yeah. Uh, they did not spend a lot of money. (laughs) They went bargain basement shopping they rolled right into Marshalls with the giant cart and they picked up three oh. offensive linemen for uh two million a year joe Hague, 1.1 bj finney we mentioned him he he was dismissed from the Bengals. so cool um and, uh, rashad coward uh for one million uh but yeah they brought in balaz for less than was that a league minimum at his age probably um yeah uh, they spent nothing they spent no money um and in fact their biggest addition came last week did you catch this they made a trade with the jaguars
0: the was that an no lineman who was it no it
1: was a the linebacker they and they're talking about putting the green dot on his helmet he's going to be out there every single down now showbert he was a starting linebacker for the Jaguars, the t- Steelers traded for him and the Steelers are basically putting him in the, in the, uh, the captain of the defensive role. So he's going to start every down for them, which I thought was pretty wild turn of events. Cause I mean, I had, I, I thought, that good. I thought well, I thought Bush was going to come back and be good, but apparently not. I mean, did you have any questions about Bush and his performance last year before he got hurt? No, I thought I didn't, he was really. great.
0: God, now I'm getting freaking. Ads for Brentford jerseys because <laughs> I tried to buy one of those the other day. <laughs> Brentford Bees, <laughs> baby. You um, they're following Yeah, you I I guess this is one of those that I saw and just kind of glossed over. It's like, oh, that like they traded, and I looked, I'm like, oh, this guy was like a 6 drawn pick a few years ago. Yeah,
1: Joe Schubert Schobert is gonna be an every down guy. They just traded him from Jacksonville. Um, it looks like yeah. he
0: grades out well, it's just maybe. Maybe he kind of got lost in the shuffle playing for such a shitty team. Maybe. This might actually this might actually be a decent addition if these grades are yeah. okay.
1: But yeah, right now we're looking at a starting lineup for the questionable portion of this team, which is their offensive line that has uh Okorafor, Okorafor as left tackle. Oof. Dotson is left guard. We got Dotson. Hasenauer. In here. Hasenauer. Has- <laughs> we got Dotson here. Hasenauer is center. Trey Turner at right guard and Zach Banner at right tackle. The depth behind these guys equally sus. Um, and so does this is this going to matter is the main question I have for you. Is it going to matter? We'll get back to this when we focus on the offensive line, but let's move on to Matt Canada uh, and talk about why I don't really expect anything to be different. The Randy Fishner offense was Ben Roethlisberger. Do whatever you want. The Matt Canada offense is going to be Ben Roethlisberger. Do whatever you want. Am I wrong? I've read a couple places that Fichtner
0: and Canada, because Canada was what, like wide receiver, or quarterback coach last year. Yeah. I read they, I read they butted heads a little on uh, philosophy, which without looking, because you don't know like, oh, well, what would Matt Canada have done? what would, Brian Botano do what would Matt Canada have done then? <laughs> you can't you can't you can't say like, oh, I know what their quarterback's coach would have called in this situation. That's that's ludicrous. You can't say that. But if Matt Canada and Randy Fickner disagreed from like a, a philosophy standpoint, it would lead me to believe that maybe Matt Canada would want to do the opposite of Randy Fickner stuff. And be a little less predictable and use some misdirection stuff. So cautiously optimistic. But again, I don't know shit about Matt Canada. I'm not sure. I'd want to hear more quotes from him, maybe see a little, even the preseason stuff. It's tough to tell. Like, how much are you going to show in the preseason? They don't want to show your good stuff then. So uh, I don't know. This might be a team that I could buy on if this you know the the defense comes back doesn't regress too much and i would need matt canada to be good like he needs to be making this because this offense still has a lot of the offensive line is as drew said apparently you're younger than me now sus it is a little there's <laughs> things that are sus about it no cap but i they still have really good receivers and whatever you think about completely immobile ben roethlisberger he still is a decent arm in the nfl he can't go deep anymore but they have good weapons around him if they have somebody who says like it's like the lamar thing like oh well like this is what he can do let's let him do it let's let him run for a thousand yards and we'll make the playoffs that way like oh ben roethlisberger should we call naked bootlegs for him no what are you fucking stupid (laughs) you can't move like call plays that are advantageous for the pieces you have and make it work. If Canada does that, yeah, then I think we we might be okay with this team. It could be a decent team, but uh, again, it, it's not going to be a bet on team until I see what this offense becomes this year. What about the fact that uh,
1: Ben Roethlisberger is an old dog who's not learning new tricks? He's, yeah, I'm not.
0: He, he's I'm gonna not do it. He's that. gonna
1: do. He's gonna do what he wants to do. This is this is like this is like Philip Rivers last year with the Colts. Like you I know exactly he what he does, and he's just Tomlin. gonna do it.
0: I, I, if Tomlin, I think he has enough respect for Tomlin to like say, "Hey, this is what we're gonna do." do, do don't you want to make one last run, man? Don't do, do you? you want to go? You want to go a out sp- looking like Let's, a let's get
1: specific. Let's get specific. Matt Canada comes into the quarterback comes into the quarterback room. And he says, "Hey, man, I've been watching a lot of this Browns tape, getting ready for this Browns game. Their, uh, you know, their play action is sick." And I know we can't run the ball, and no one's probably going to be fooled about our running game, but it doesn't matter because I've been reading the analytics, and you don't have to have a good running game to fool people with play action. Let's do play action. Is Ben Roethlisberger towing the line and saying, all right, I know I usually don't like having my back to the field because I like to diagnose the play while it's in action before I make my decision, but I'll give it a try. Like, do you think he goes for it, or do you think if Canada walks in and says more play action, Ben Rothers says no, no, thanks? I think Tomlin's going to have to be in that conversation too. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs>
0: okay. it's it's like the new teacher. Well, then, and do we? We don't the, think Tomlin. Tomlin. Tomlin's
1: but Tom's not going to step on that. He's not going to go there. He's not going to. He's not going to put his fingerprints on the offense. He never has. Why would he no, start now? That's right. Well, I know, I know, but a young. I don't
0: know how young he is. I guess per, probably fairly young, but a new offensive coordinator. If this is the decision by the franchise, and I'm guessing Tomlin had his hands in that, then hopefully he gives him a stamp of approval and they can convince Ben to do things. Yeah. And again, this all goes back to what I'm saying. Like, if that's what we see and it looks like it's not working, whether, and we don't know why behind the scenes, if Ben is bucking it and that's why, or if Canada
1: just sucks. That's so what we should clip. That. <laughs> we don't know. I'm
0: talking about a person or a country that
1: Canada Matt Canada if, is no Johnny Utah. I'll tell you that. Much. Yeah.
0: If, yeah, if Matt Canada turns out to be, uh, you know, a, a bad offensive coordinator, or it just doesn't work with the relationship with Ben, then it's not a bet on team. If Ben bends to his will a little and decides to play a different kind of offense, I can bet on this team.
1: What and do you again, think of the, Ben? He's Last year? damn old yeah elbow have is his his elbow gonna hold up throughout the year is this his last year and uh maybe more specifically anything to take away from him coming into camp fitter how much fitter do you think he actually was i think he probably just was tricking the camera i think he probably just took a really huge shit oh my god (laughs) It's <laughs> like no an Andy thing to say. We
0: switch switching our chairs here. Jesus. I don't yeah, think no. he was like, thinner at all. There, were, there was I mean, you have this every year. Remember when Romo looked super fat that one in that one picture? And then it's like, oh, he's not. Like look, look these yeah, cameras look yeah. like he yeah. just yeah, he, he bought one of those good t shirts. He bought a shirt, yeah. There you go. And he shaved his he beard. He sh- yeah, there, yeah Matt, yes, yes, you, there you go. Yes. Thank you, Patrick. So yeah, I don't yeah. know if he's that much thinner, <laughs> but uh yeah it, if that is a case, if he did drop 15 pounds, maybe he is taking this more seriously. He's more open to, and maybe he knows how bad his offensive line is, and he's going to need to actually back. I don't know if scramble, backpedal, <laughs> do a little backpedaling <laughs> okay. to throw it out of bounds. Oof, man.
1: Well, that's yeah, funny. That elbow does need to hold up. The backpedaling was what gave him, gave it away, pass or run. If his that's foot, true. if his heel was up, you knew he was going to backpedal into a pass. If his foot was down, you knew he was going to hand the ball off. Um, all right. Well, I'll be looking out for those cues and see how defenses are reading them as well. Cause I think that might matter equally as much as just, but you know, if, if it's the same old shit, these, they're screwed. The you know, defenses are onto it now. Like there's nothing they can do to really differentiate, uh, you know, their, their attack from what, you know, what, what they had been in the past. So, um, all right. They know how to develop wide receivers. So I'll tell you that much, man. Oof, these guys all should be violently good again which is uh, amazing. Some of these other teams can't ever seem to get it done, and the Steelers can't ever seem to fail at this. Um, O-line is something that is another huge potential red flag for reasons that aren't obvious. Um, I know that at face value, big deal. Ben gets that out of his hand so fast anyway. Who cares? We don't want a team to be relying on the run anyway. Who cares? Who cares? Like, yeah, okay, well, they can't put away a lead. They're going to be in closer games. so We just won't, we won't lay the points with them. That's fine. You know, like, like there's not, this, these aren't, these aren't for, these aren't first order problems. If your offensive line uh, is especially poor, if you are strong, a lot of other places that said the, um, this team and their mission and their, all of their statements in the off season and their draft of Najee Harris, were all like, well, we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to be a physical team again. We're going to run the ball more. That's our problem. We're not running it well enough, so we're going to invest in there. Get a running back who can run it more. That never works. That never works. It's 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 not a the, the, you don't fix your running game when you have a horrific o-line by getting a good running back. That does not work. I don't think I can I don't think I can think of a single team that took that approach that had a successful outcome. Can you?
0: No, it doesn't work. And the fact is, too, that the running backs, whether – I mean, they used about three guys last year on the regular and a few others. But the running backs were contacted before they got to the line of scrimmage more than anybody in the league. It was an issue last year. It doesn't matter. It's not like this guy is so much better as a rookie than all those guys that he's going – it doesn't matter if you had, you know, our Lord and Savior Barry Sanders back there if somebody or somebody's are in the backfield when he's getting the ball, things aren't going to turn out well. That's not a running back problem. That's a offensive line. That's a blocking problem. So it doesn't matter if you get a better running back, if you can't keep people out of the backfield for more than two seconds. So that's going to be an issue. And the fact is that their running scheme wasn't great. Again, this goes back to maybe Matt Canada fixes some of that if, if that is a thing, again, we'll have to see how Matt Canada does. Sounds like a it's like that superhero from the last Toy Story, like the the dirt bike guy with the mustache. I'm That's what I think of when that. What word, it, it, it was it was okay. Like the third yeah. one's still the goat. But yeah, Matt Canada sounds like some sort of uh, superhero from the north. Like they have knockoff Marvel up there. Anyway, uh, yeah, the, the old line. It was bad. It's probably going to be as bad. They lost veteran leadership to it. And if that's an issue, I don't figure this running game works any better than it did last year. They got it from the top down. They said, they, I mean, ownership said Rooney, which I mean, it's never good to be answering to a Rooney. And when they did, they, he said, like, we're not going to be a bad running team anymore. That's why everybody in the entire world of mock drafts, like, well, they're taking Najee Harris then. <laughs> So when it comes down from the top, it's almost like the Gettleman stuff, but worse. Like, oh my god, oh, it's our way worse. Owner, our owner is saying we have to run the
1: ball more. Oh, it's, it's, so it's bad. It's bad. I'm not excited. I, I hate, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it when this happens. And it's you know, this is this is one of those things that's like car accident is happening. You can see it happening. You know it's gonna take a while to actually happen, but there's no doubt in your mind the car accident is gonna happen, right? like one of those dreams where it's in slow motion it's 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 gonna happen but let's look at the schedule and figure out when it's gonna happen because that's kind of important here yeah a lot of blue at the top of the schedule a lot of blue in fact
0: a soft start
1: 10 weeks one two three four five six sorry five games out of nine where you are more than a field goal favorite Home versus the Raiders, you're getting five, you're laying five and a half. Home versus Cincinnati, you're laying six. Home versus Denver, you're laying four and a half. Home versus Chicago, you're laying five and a half. Home versus Detroit, you're laying seven and a half. There is, and this again reflects a cooler temperature on this team than they had last year, right? Like Like the mark, like make no mistake, the market is cold as hell on the Steelers. In fact, look no further than their week one opponent against Buffalo. That number, you remember, you remember, we were just talking about 2020. Remember late in the season, Steelers go to Buffalo in the thick of the playoff hunt, trying to hold on to the one seed. Mm -hmm. You remember what that spread was?
0: It's
1: like a two and a half. Two. Buffalo minus two at home in week 15. Yeah. Yeah. What happened, or I think actually week 14. Uh, I don't want to misstate this. Yeah, week 14, the 11-1 and one Bills coming off a of loss against the Washington football team. Two-point dogs to the, to the Bills. What is this team coming into this season is healthier than that team was. It's got Bush. It's got uh, a healthier, a re- rejuvenated arm on Roethlisberger. He was gassed by that point in the season uh it's tough for me it's it's reloaded in a couple places we went through all this bills didn't do anything
0: probably a combination of just the market is higher on the bills this year too and even if the bills didn't do anything enough of the market has realized like all right like we saw a whole year of it they won play out they won in the playoffs like this is a good team with a good young quarterback and good leadership good coaching like what what's your main negative about the bills you know i know we already did that but like main knock Their on the pass rush isn't all that maybe, impressive yeah the, the defense second front, point like
1: cb cb2 can be picked on
0: running backs aren't that strong but they don't matter yeah. so yeah like buffalo is gonna be high in the market and they have been and then this is just a, a team that's gonna be lower in the market based off the, what we saw last like people are maybe people are convinced what we saw at the end of the year is what we're going to get like uh, a team that if the defense isn't throttling people and the receivers aren't doing magical things and big Ben's throwing six yards down the field on average, it's not going to be a winning combination. And yeah, you know, you take both of those and you move it out four points. You're that plus, a,
1: plus five points now. Cause it's seven. Now it's seven. fans
0: fans in now the stands
1: seven. now. It's seven though. So, so, so the continued slide, the, sli- <laughs> the fans in the stands is real. That's true. That's a good point. I was zero home-fail advantage built into that number last year. Now you want to put a couple points, that's fine. Um, but, yeah, there was there's some extrapolation of the slide we saw from Pittsburgh through December and January. It, you're continuing that downtrend. The slide you saw up of but Buffalo between the Pittsburgh game and the end of the season, you're continuing that up. You're adding extra home fill advantage. And now we're getting Pittsburgh as a seven point dog week one. That's a big adjustment. It's too much for me. I'm going to take the seven.
0: I wish you all the luck in the world.
1: Okay. Um, It's probably, it's too many. I mean, you're right. Um, There's other more fun games to bet week one though. That's where you're going.
0: I don't know. I'm going to have to look at that. I want to look at my power rankings on that. Now I think I'd probably have it at like a six.
1: Do you think I'm going to get a flat seven or a seven and a half even? Should I wait? I don't think you get a seven and a half. If you get like a seven, even money, people gobble that up. Do you think I need a seven now or is it going to get back to six and a half? I don't want to miss my seven.
0: What could happen in the preseason other than just more people getting involved in week one markets? I would take it now. I don't think you get seven and a half as a big number for <laughs> division champs. Okay.
1: Okay. okay. All right, I'll just um, take the seven now. I'll do easy, it.
0: Easy, obviously, you can. See, if you're looking at this on the stream or you're watching this on YouTube later, you can see easier roads awaits. Vegas and Cincy at home, Denver at home, Green Bay and the road isn't great. Chicago and Detroit later on on the at home. Some tough ones at the end of the year. We mentioned this with Cincy, like you have to play. Uh, and this is a first place schedule plus the AFC West, plus the NFC North. With Green Bay, Baltimore, Kansas City, Cleveland, Tennessee, Baltimore, the Chargers, Cleveland—like just a shitload of playoff teams in here—and that's hey, why this I think is
1: wild. Seeing... You that? want to check check this out? So after that opener at Buffalo, where they had to yeah. go face the fans, the Bills Mafia is going to give them a five-point home field advantage <laughs> in that game. At least. Um, after that Bills game, they only have to travel once. Until the bye. Until Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Week
0: eight. And that's the next P- time Pitch- they have to go on the road. And Pittsburgh to Cleveland is like a car ride.
1: And Pittsburgh I've to Green driven- Bay is
0: not even that far. I've yeah. driven from Pittsburgh to Canton, and it was like a nice little easy jaunt. Yeah, but that's not that's not much. Uh, eventually, they do. We did mention this when you're talking Cincy. <laughs> they have to do the West Coast trip, followed by the game at Cincy. But then they that's their only back-to-back everything else is split up. The Minnesota game has Tennessee in between that and KC, which has Cleveland in between that and Baltimore. Oh my God. If Tennessee is good, if Minnesota is good, Baltimore, Minnesota, Tennessee. Yeah. Can you imagine like if the Minnesota offense works with, you know, Cook and Jefferson and Thielen and they don't all get COVID and Tennessee doesn't have a huge regression. That's a rough landing for this team. so
1: bad. No, week eleven through week eighteen is so 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 bad. It's so we bad. need
0: this team to really play well at the beginning of the season to depress yes. to depress yes. our
1: Cleveland
0: to win the division numbers. Or Baltimore, honestly, or both, or just
1: the I'm no like, on this. Just the no on this. Yes. And and just to get their market price up like last year. Run it back. Eleven and 0. Let's go. Eleven and zero, and then finish with this. Just get your ass handed to you week in, week out down the stretch. We'll bet against them every week. This feels like revisiting history. I got to tell you, man. The, the schedule is, is backloaded. I feel like I played a bunch of their team
0: total overs last year too. It's like, man, I don't know if they cover this, but they're scoring twenty five points.
1: They got a bunch of bad defenses on this list.
0: Yeah, that might be the thing. Again, I'm very, 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 you know, tentative about backing this offense, especially with the the unknown, like I posed a lot of positives to like, oh, man, Canada might be good. But if he's not, I don't know if it's if it's Victor level or worse.
1: Yeah, I'm let's take, let's company. make, let's yeah. take our, dis- I think we covered the Pittsburgh schedule in this sort of this same conversation a lot in the schedule podcast so people maybe already have heard some of this. Let's take this to like grad level kind of discussion. You ready? The market is cold on the Steelers. we covered this. We've adjusted them down. There, people are betting under on their win total. People are expecting this team to be. People are saying, Hey, I'd rather have them fourth in the AFC North than to win the Super Bowl. Like, that's the better play. Like, there is a there's a some market sentiment, momentum, priors that are all this team is going to be significantly worse than the team we saw last year. Okay. If they win against Buffalo week one which is not crazy (laughs) if they win uh their first three games if they give green bay a game if they're if they're four and two or five and one what is it going to be like everyone in the market who had these low priors is going to be doing an apology tour and the market really is going to up up yes you know really upgrade their power number and we're going to get an opportunity to fade them? Or is it like it's only going to take one bad game in the first half of the season from these guys for everybody to be like, aha, I knew it, they're going to suck. You know what I mean? Like what's the elasticity on how quickly the market will react to upgrade them if they perform well in the early part of the season? I think it'll be slower to upgrade them than it will be to just leave them put
0: like even okay. even a middling performance, like, oh, you know, they look, you know, they beat the ever-living shit out of the Vegas Raiders defense. They looked really good against the Bengals. They won at home versus Denver, but, like, you know, they lost convincingly to two playoff teams, probably division winners at Green Bay, at Buffalo, and then maybe the Seattle game doesn't go well. They're 3-3 three and three going into that bye, and it's like the market is not – you know excited about that the market is no, no. right where it's at like a middling team might even be a downgrade like yeah you okay. know even though they're implied to win right around their season win total like it's it might be a downgrade in the market whereas they'd have to yeah like the green bay game would have to be they'd have to win green bay in seattle and i feel like the market would still be a little sketched out just knowing how backloaded that schedule is
1: they only have to try, i even at that even that at cleveland is not a big deal like you said they don't November have much. Of like 21st. November twenty first. November twenty first is like their first real road trip. November twenty first. Like this but, team is going to have a very comfortable, lots of time at home, lots of time to rest and recuperate and plan. Very into their normal schedule. Only team. the West Coast this one is like, time. This is what the Tennessee Titans had last year that made me kind of bullish on them. Like they had this just very very light load of travel early in the season that was pretty advantageous ultimately
0: i mean Um, just overall like the traveling to baltimore cincinnati cleveland green bay and buffalo not a big deal are not big deals you have the one trip out to the chargers and one trip out to kansas city and minnesota i guess minnesota from pittsburgh is probably like a two-hour flight like but like really even the away games it's kind of a light schedule as far as travel it's tough as far as competition.
1: Yeah, and it's all backloaded. It's all backloaded. It loaded. is
0: very backloaded. I'm just trying to think. Like, it's tough to say. Like, how to approach that based on you almost need something to happen. You need them to start out hot and have the market react to it, so you can bet on Cleveland or Baltimore or whoever you want. But let, let's say that doesn't happen. How is this, how do you approach that second half of the season? Just by like you know the, the dump, market is dump, what it is dump like, against just, them dump against them if it's if the number's right or just stay away i guess
1: uh probably unders honestly because if they're insisting on we're going to get Najee Harris going every single game and they're a a team that's going shooting for under 500 and they're playing against some good offenses the offenses uh yeah i mean it's it's probably you remember two years ago when roethlisberger was hurt hurt and they were doing it was the Mason. It was the Mason Rudolph show. You remember that? Yeah, Duck. Team. You remember? Yeah, remember the Duck, Hodges, Duck Rudolph, Mason, Mason Hodges show. That was a, like a dead nut under team. Uh, if Roethlisberger in Canada doesn't work out and they're insisting to run, that's probably where I'm, my mind is at. This team is, you know, this these games are going to be in the thirties.
0: Yeah, that Detroit game could be
1: like fourteen ten. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Girls. nailed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not taking Detroit, but I'm happy to take under 42 or whatever the hell the total is. Yeah, no,
0: in the game. Baltimore game, just like, we're going to stop Lamar, and they lose, like, 17
1: to 3. <laughs> exactly. You want to <laughs> guess what the total right current total is for that Detroit game? It's you wanna 44?
0: 45.5. Wow, higher than I thought.
1: total for the Baltimore, also 45.5. Um, Pitt at Chargers, 48. That's interesting. What about at Cincy, week 12, last one? 46. Okay. Yeah, I kind of interested in that under, especially since they'll have been, they'll have traveled from LA, especially. It's interesting.
0: Interesting indeed. All right, let's look at the let's odds. At odds. And put a put a bow on the uh, on the Steel City.
1: Thought that was a good discussion. Definitely I needed to think through a little bit what the market was going to how they're going to react to this team because it does feel like this is one where a lot of people have taken a stand against these guys. And I think the schedule doesn't warrant doing that now. No.
0: Forty to one to win the Super Bowl, 17 and a half to one to win the AFC, and three point seven five to one to win the AFC North.
1: Uh like just twenty twenty percent chance to win the AFC North.
0: Mm, I'd want like again, I'd need like five. Yeah. <laughs> Four and a half. Plus four fifty, maybe
1: it's close to my buy point on that, but not enough
0: um, to make the playoffs. Is interesting. Have you run through sims on that as far as who you think makes the playoffs from the from the NFC or AFC? Because I think it's you know I just do. you probably go you go Chiefs Chargers, yes. You go Chief Chargers Bills Ravens Browns, yes. The AFC South gets one, yes, and that leaves you with a wild card. There's probably one wild out card. between.
1: Between Pittsburgh, mm, Denver, th- Miami. The
0: Colts. the Colts are probably out of it. So I'm I'm giving the South just one. So it's Pitts yeah, Pittsburgh, Denver, Miami. And maybe the Patriots if Matt. Maybe works. the
1: Patriots. Yeah.
0: That's not a big I'm, really, i really I really
1: I think it's Pittsburgh, Denver, and Miami to to get one spot. So I would need closer to uh closer to I mean closer to one. two to one.
0: Maybe later in the season if that's a market that's up throughout the season and then you know what we, really, we, a we,
1: we really just need uh we just need this that to make the playoffs. We just need we just need seven and two. We just need a seven and two start. And then that yes is minus two hundred. And we can play the no at plus yep. one sixty. There's the, 7, there's the bet. Yeah.
0: Alright, yeah, that is, the bet is on October, you know, October whatever. Really,
1: yeah, November after the Detroit game. The Detroit game is November 14th. So, November November 15th, 15th. that Monday, we'll shop for, or no, right before they have to go at LA. We'll people
0: hang those all year?
1: They show up about mid-season.
0: Yeah, later in the year, I think those are usually up, so we'll look for those. And, yeah, the win total, I'm saying it's pretty sharp
1: i agree eight and a half it's been bet two it's it opened to nine it's been bet down uh you're counting on a lot of things to go wrong for that under if you're laying minus 140 that's going to be a sweat i think yeah i don't need that in my life so
0: all right let us know what you think of the steelers obviously i'd like to hear some people some people hit us on twitter with some pretty good uh comments and opinions once in a while
1: yeah, they it do, is, and I think a lot of people to... have thought through the Steelers and care. Like, they've thought through them carefully. Like this is not this is not a team that people are just kind of yawn. Who cares? Let's move on. This is a team where you, you generate a lot of pretty, uh, um, pretty visceral reaction. People. So maybe people so are two are more teams
0: this. tonight. These teams are boring. These teams are kind of boring. Oh like, no, this is lots... a great one. No, I know, I'm lots to talk about, but like they might just be boring. Like it might just be like, oh, the market was right. Like Cincinnati's going to win 3 games, the Steelers are going to win 8. Like it might just be like what we
1: thought they were is well, well, like the market the market is wrong the Cincinnati only wins 3.
0: I mean, there's some deviance in there though. Once you get to the far end of the spectrum on that end, the difference between 1 and 5 isn't big. I mean, to the market it is betting, but sure, but uh, a team that wins fewer than five, six games tends to lose a lot of games by, you know, a lot of coin flip games that might have happened. So and that's kind of what they did. They lose one score game Cincinnati. So Cincy and Pittsburgh, as Drew says, bows are put on them. We'll get to this will be a good one. Who do you just uh, need jerk? Say it. Say it without even thinking who who wins the division. Brent's. Eh, maybe i'll have to take a raven's position just so we can go skip and Stephen a on it
1: well we gotta talk to I agree. we gotta talk to our buddy suma who has ravens eyes for the ravens
0: yeah i know some smart people who like the raisin raven raisins too the california
1: raisins but uh
0: yeah we'll get to ravens and chargers chiefs Chargers. nothing Browns.
1: that's coming out of ravens camp by the way it has me feeling all that good about
0: no bateman's hurt they've had injuries to leverage like all every, the wide receivers i'm yeah. not
1: super excited about that
0: yeah uh, we'll get to those last days
1: a lot of stuff that's just like man these guys can't catch a break um don't love don't nah, yeah don't wednesday's love. gonna be probably the most fun preview pod we do maybe uh, that one and rams niners are probably gonna be the two oh, funnest ones we do also. chargers
0: chargers, chiefs, chargers is gonna, chiefs is gonna be fun takes. also yeah
1: that'll be that'll be great yeah That'll be a great one. Those will be our three best and we'll do them all on Wednesdays where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm usually in general, I'm a little sharper on Wednesday because, you know, doing a little too much drinking on the weekend, but that's a, that's a me problem. Yeah, I had a seltzer last night.
0: All right, let's call it a day. We'll <laughs> catch you guys. If you're the YouTube, please give me a thumbs up. It is the only thing keeping me going at this point in my life. And did we'll you talk fall asleep by week. the,
1: did you fall asleep by the pool or did you pass out? Did you pass out, Billy? <laughs> all right. Let's hit it, let's hit